This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome campers to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We are your hosts. I am Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And, uh... This week we decided we're going to shake things up. And instead of covering a story, we put out a call on on the socials, on um, our Instagram stories and on TikTok to ask us any questions that were on your mind. And we have them here and we're going to take some time discussing them. Just to give a little insight here, Jordan feels like I'm terrible at social media and that nobody knows me very well, which I find that quite offensive. Do you? So if you ever want to reach out and say hi, I'm welcome to it. You can message me anytime. Absolutely. Morning, afternoon, or night. Late nights, if you want those late night conversations. But, aside from that, we're going to do a, uh, and ask me anything. I think uh, we have some we have some questions that are actually pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. And just to you know, kind of switch things up a little bit, but also help to get to know us as hosts. Yeah, Absolutely. A little more, um, a little more personal than we usually get. So a little more nice. personal, exactly. Yeah, not, not a ton. Honestly, most of the questions that came in had to do with Fortiana. So, unfortunately, we didn't get too many super personal questions. Right. I was going to say you probably heard the answers to these questions many times if you listened to every episode. Yeah, you could probably go back and find most of the answers. Exactly. We'll have them packaged up in a nice little package for you. With a little ribbon and a bow on it and a little name tag. And that way, yeah. if you're ever curious, you can find it very, very easily. <laughs> They'll have your name on the name tag. They'll have your name. Exactly. Whatever your name is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can't know every listener's name. <laughs> but don't worry, your name will be on there. Because you know what? We love you. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the hesitation in your voice there. Oh, we might boy. not love you all, but we appreciate every single one of you. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. I feel like um, that's more inclusive. I'm into that. Okay. Either way works. Yeah. Do you want to start uh, talking these questions? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get in there. Let's get in deep. Yeah. Okay. So, the first question is, what are your favorite haunted house stories? (sighs) This is a question. Um, hmm. Do you want to tackle this one first or do you want me to? 
it, it's weird because, you know, for the longest time growing up as like a musician and being in bands and basically everything was centered around like what music you listen to and all that. Of course. I was, I've, I've always been a person who like could never answer the question, what's your favorite band? Right. Cause it I, was always like, I get that. what you mean today, last week. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a very tough question to answer. Yeah, exactly. So it's weird now because I almost feel that way when I get asked questions like this. Like your favorite haunted house stories. There are so many. See, I'm right there with you. Like that was kind of my thought going over this question too. Was just there there are so many and I tried to limit to what we taught we've talked about thus far on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's you the way I well. cut it down. Was okay. like Yeah. I just picked my favorites that we've covered yeah i I think that's a solid solid idea because again again it does limit us to you know what we have like what we know about at least and what we know indepthly enough to decide like some of our quote-unquote favorites right yeah because there are hundreds of haunted houses that i'm sure we'll cover at some point that are fantastic stories there's many many we haven't even tackled that are probably going to be better than all the ones we have in our list yeah, but absolutely. My first. Because I one. fully plan on I fully plan on episode five hundred being way better than episode one hundred. So we're just going <laughs> to keep getting better and yeah. better, for sure. But uh, yeah, without further ado, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump out and uh, say my first one was the Black Forest haunting. Oh yeah, classic. I, I loved the story. The story was fantastic. It was the sixth episode we did on the show. Yep. Um. Fifth or sixth, actually, one of them. I think fifth it was or sixth. Fifth. It might have been fifth because it was actually. part of that first drop, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so fifth. Okay, damn. Yeah, forgive me for not knowing the numbers of the <laughs> eighty-six odd, you know, episodes yeah. we've done of the tale, you know, tales of strange and unsettling. Outside of fireside chats and everything else, right? But yeah. I loved Black Forest because it was so out there. It was a '90s haunting. There were so many outlandish like claims and things like that that just I, I fell in love with the story instantly, and oh, yeah. I never forget the way that they described the ha- like seeing the lights of the house coming home to see the lights like the Fourth of July like fireworks going off in the house with the lights like flickering yeah. on and off and all that stuff and I thought that that was the the coolest way to explain or compare like the lights move you know turning on and off by themselves and everything yeah and when we covered that i was like knee deep in high in reading high strangeness stories so like the first thing i asked was are they talking their actual fireworks going off in their house <laughs> right, or exactly. the lights are just going <laughs> off and on yeah 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 that no that, that was a that was a real question <laughs> and so yeah yeah it was just so cool and i love like because that, that was when we were first like first talking about rifts and portals and like these yeah. uh you know like uh rainbow vortexes, vortexes. and stuff like that yeah. and it allowed me to really jump and like deep dive into into that stuff and talk about like you know the like a lot of these like shaman uh um you know kind of older shaman beliefs and stuff like that and which is something i mean at that point obviously being new and doing with the show we hadn't really talked about yeah it was we jumped in the deep end on hauntings 
yeah, immediately. right away. It was awesome. So I like. Yeah. I think it's hard to really like not have that one at the top of the list for sure. I always remember the mirror in that house. How they they thought the mirror was the portal. Yeah, or dude, the that, opening of that the portal. was crazy. And like seeing some of the pictures of that too. And it reminds me of that. It always reminds me of that classic episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right with the the ghost in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, because they were always seeing like entities in the mirror. I, I often, I often like thinking about the show. Sometimes, so, like when I'm trying to like explain to someone like what we do. Honestly, are you afraid of the dark? Is like at the top of my like thought process. Like, think of it kind of yeah. like this, with uh, the Midnight Society. Yeah, the Midnight Society. Right. Yeah. If the Midnight Society consisted of 35 year old men. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's us. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're 35. I'm sadly 36 now. But regardless, so, same thing. <laughs> um, what else? So, do you have? my first choice was 50 Berkeley Square. Okay. Which that was another I, fantastic one. Yeah, I loved that one because, again, the time period is something I love. The idea that like when a ship would come in the whole town would just be completely different like when college goes back in you know what i mean like yeah. how it changes the uh, whole mean, city living in a college town i i know that uh, i know yeah. that feeling yeah <laughs> all too so that would happen well. <laughs> yeah that would happen in these port cities every time a ship came in like it would change the whole city yeah. which i always thought was a really cool dynamic um but this house i loved because it had everything they're like all the poltergeist stuff, the like supposed possessions, the like the Lovecraftian creature that mm-hmm. was seen in the upper floors. Like it had everything. I, I yeah, I I do have to agree. I loved I loved that in the way that uh, what was that one scene and that where what is it? He like, jumps on the dude's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in yeah. the he's in the room with it and like literally just lunges and charges him basically. And just yeah. terrifying, completely terrifying. Because yeah. before it jumps on him, he can hear its little suckers like, yeah, on the and floor. I remember doing sound design for that. I tried to go for like the sloppiest, like messiest, oh, yeah. <laughs> gooey sound I could find to really work well yep. with it, and it was awesome. Perfect. What's your second choice? So I would say my second is probably the Smurl haunting. Yeah. Um, I really liked that story just because it was another kind of strange, different one. Um, because we had we had what the duplex that the uh, the family lived in next to the in laws that had lived there for a long period of time. Never had any type of you know any type of weird activity or anything. And as soon as the family moves in, they start having this crazy stuff. Like the mother in law hears the. Um, the couple fighting and yelling at each other all the time when they're not even home or you know like strange shit like that which was awesome yeah i a ton of it was stuff that the mother-in-law was hearing through the walls right right? exactly exactly and that's what's weird so yeah so weird about it and so cool about it and then, of course, like, you know, the the kids seeing, or the, well, of course, like, seeing, like, the shadow figures and stuff like that, you know, like, 
we that's yeah. that's pretty common um you know as we as we talk about a lot of these but uh yeah that was i i think that was one of the coolest things is just the mother-in-law claimed to hear them fighting all the time and all this other stuff that was never really happening yeah and so and that was like yeah that was one of those i was just like damn that's that's gnarly <laughs> Imagine how many times that happened when the son is like, I don't know what you're talking about. And right, she's like, exactly. Mm-hmm, sure. She's trying to play sure. a mediator. And she's yeah. like, well, you know, if you guys are having problems, he's like, honestly, like, we're fine. What's going on? She's like, you guys don't have to fight about lettuce so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever trivial bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Here's, here's a couple of hats. You can have them. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're allowed to have your afternoon sandwich. The wife is like, what the fuck? What is wrong with your mom? Uh, that's awesome. What about you? What's your uh, what's your second? My second one is the Ackley family haunting. Oh, oh that's a good one, too. Yeah. I, I, I loved that one because it was... I think of it as like the, the blueprint for how to handle a haunting. Yeah? Okay. Right? Because they, they got along with whatever was haunting their house so well that when they moved they were like we only hope it comes with us right that was such a unique situation and, yeah. and i think even as we did the episode we talked about like this is like the way to be when you're dealing with a yeah. haunting like so accepted Absolutely. like accepting of it and stuff and yeah yeah which i feel like would be she's like painting and she's like she looks down and sees a spirit and she's like hey what do you think of the new color <laughs> right like just chatting with them and then yeah. as she uh the, the one up the one scene where she's like staring out onto like the bridge and out in, like to new york because this is a uh, like one of the side neighborhoods right outside of the city yeah and she's like looking over staring at the bridge and staring at the city in the background and yet knows and feels that there's something there with her and I forget exactly what she says, but she like basically talking about how beautiful it is or something. Yeah, she's just like beautiful view, huh? <laughs> and then she like this presence walks back with her into the doorway where she says, "All right, I'm fine to go on my own now." And then they part yeah. ways, like just yeah, so crazy and so creepy. It's wild. I also will always forever connect us covering this to my first ever paranormal experience that i had the same night we covered it i mean that's that's pretty it's a it's kind of like a monumental thing then yes it is definitely which if you don't if you didn't listen to the episode give us a quick rundown on what happened just because you ended up telling me about this like several nights later afterwards yeah i needed to process it before i talked to anyone about it honestly but like okay so real quickly i was standing in the door i was standing in my bedroom talking to my wife who was on the bed the door to the ensuite bathroom is behind me and um the door just starts closing slowly and i can hear like the rubber sole of a slipper that's against the door sliding across the tile floor and my wife and i both like turn and watch the door just slowly shut and when it gets to the threshold of the door it like pushes with so much force that it flips the slipper over the like bump up for the threshold yeah and then i went because we have a lot of cats so i figure like oh there's probably a cat in there or whatever 
And but when I was going to open the door, I was one hundred percent certain that there was going to be a person in the bathroom when I opened the door. Like I was one hundred percent convinced. And I open the door, nothing's in the bathroom. Hmm. Nothing. Not a damn thing. It freaked me out. I mean, I bet. And I love that, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, earlier today, I was sitting and I was looking at. I was. I was actually. It was actually after I texted you, and I was. Uh, I was sitting looking at these questions, trying to fin- finalize some of my answers and everything. And I had already taken. I have two dogs. I have a pug and I have a mastiff. And they're you know outside of that, like I was the only person in the house. I had taken my dogs outside. They were just hanging out on my back, uh, my back porch, and everything. And I'm just sitting there. House is completely quiet. I'm not watching anything. I'm just, you know, kind of going through my answers and everything. And I hear above me this kind of hard press on the flooring, which, you know, I, my house is built in 1969. So every now, like, you can hear, like, some of the footsteps of upstairs if someone's upstairs. Yeah. Um, but it was that hard press, like, of a footstep. Like, and it was, it was two. It was like a, like, like two, like, literal presses. Yeah. And I just like sat my computer down, and I'm looking around. I'm like, man, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this again. It's been a little while since I've had. I mean, all the time as I'm working, I'll see like stuff out of the corner of my eye, like someone walking down the hallway, and it might just be like literally just my imagination playing trickery on my with the lighting, whatever else. I'll chalk it up to that most of the time, right? Sure. Uh, but no, this was a literal like somebody stepping down my hallway which i've heard this multiple times but again it's been a little while and this was like clear as day today it was so so like obvious and uh, like apparent like it was there like it was like a creak creak and i was like all right man just unmistakable oh completely yeah yeah so i I love I I just love talking about like these little these little experiences. I'm glad now that you've like finally started to have your own because yeah. it's such a such a cool to me I I find it is just such a cool thing, right? And it some is. you might feel like you like, like brushed terrifying. with but yeah, go ahead, sir. No, it's like a little it's like a little brush with mystery. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I I love it. I mean, I had one that scared the shit out of me, but most of them, <laughs> most of them have been. But that's fine. Like pleasant and if mysterious. If it doesn't, there might be something a little wrong with you because it's it's it is yeah. off footing, right? Like in that time, yeah. I was like, oh, I kind of tensed up, and I was like, all right, man, okay, again, all right. So I just waited, yeah. waited for anything else. That was it. I went back about what I was doing. You know, nothing, right nothing crazy. It wasn't you know nothing, anything you know too intense or whatever. But it was like it was like yeah. I'm here, sort of thing. Yeah, and I, I just See, think that's really neat. Yeah, I agree. I'm, dude. I couldn't be happier that I've started actually having some experiences. Same. And I, you know, I thank, for you. I thank the show for that. I think like spending all this time researching and discussing all this stuff, I think, has opened me up. Just, to it. I was gonna say, it's kind of opened that door for you to, even if you're not like a firm, hard, hard believer. You know, like you're, you have opened up the potential to it, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I agree, one hundred percent. Like doing the show is is made me even that much more like I feel that much more sensitive, or even more welcoming. 
Like, yeah. for years, I tried to, like, dismiss a lot of things and, you know, stuff like that. Whereas now I'm just like, bring it on, man. Like, just don't creep me out. <laughs> I mean, you had some scary shit when you were... You had some scary shit when you were younger. So oh, I mean, yeah. It makes sense. Without a doubt, for sure. Now, I did have one more that I threw on my list, which was the real Conjuring House. Because yeah. I absolutely love the franchise. I know it had nothing to do with the with the original house. It's completely different. But yeah. I also loved the haunting of the original house. Um like the shaking of the beds and all that like crazy stuff. Like oh, yeah. you know, that's when we kinda got to talk about like you know, them being pulled from their beds. The the beds like literally shaking and lifting off the ground by themselves and you know, just yep. just cool stuff, uh, which is which is awesome. So, there's a yeah. reason that it inspired a franchise. Oh, without a doubt, like, yeah, it's it's a great story for sure. That one was definitely just a hard runner up for me for sure. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the next question. Yep. Favorite Bigfoot encounter story. <laughs> I'll let you tackle this one first. I mean, to be completely honest, my favorite one ever is my dad's Alaskan Bigfoot story. Which, which you still have not yet, done an actual yeah. full episode on, which we are going to. I know. At some we point. absolutely will. Yes. But, like, I grew up on that story. Man, it's, like, one of the main reasons I was ever interested in this stuff. So, yeah. And it's fantastic and terrifying and all the things that a good Bigfoot encounter should be. Okay. Without obviously without digging into it because I know you're gonna do an episode and I don't want to give it away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's awesome because that's also extremely close to home. It's not you know, yeah. mine mine are basically things that I've read about and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I think that is a lot more unique for sure. How about you? Now. Of course, I you know I'm I love any type of case where you see a Bigfoot and then all of a sudden it's gone. It's like it steps into this just rift, if you will, this yeah. abyss or something. It's just instantly out of sight. But portal hopping, exactly. I love that idea, and I know we've talked about that a lot. But my favorite encounter is we did the uh, we did the panel on Clubhouse back uh, last year at one point. Where we talked about yeah. strange Bigfoot stories. And I found one, and just to quickly sum it up, basically a Bigfoot, a family of Bigfoot were seen. Bigfeet, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Uh, there were like four or five of them that were seen by this farmer. And they end up like grabbing this this pig out of this uh, this farmer's land, and they take off running with it. And the Bigfoot that's carrying the pig over its shoulder ends up tripping on, like, an irrigation pipe or something like that. He trips and sends the pig, like, flying into the air. And just to me, I find it the funniest, like, funniest thing to imagine. Just a family of Bigfoot, like, out there. And this one, yeah, literally tripping. And you see this pig probably flying 10, 15 feet up in the air, right? That's that's what I like yeah. to imagine. Probably wasn't that. Yeah. It was probably, like, he tumbled and it dropped to the it. ground right yeah. but i want to i want to imagine it 10 to 15 in the air and the 10 to 15 feet in the air and this pig like trying to flap its little arms to fly but <laughs> arms <laughs> <laughs> but that's, 
that's probably my favorite encounter. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Just this, like, comedy of errors starring a right, family exactly. of Bigfoots. Yeah. Yeah. And it's perfect. That's literally that's like awesome. the setting of a movie. That, I mean, we should talk about the fact that we have... We are yet to cover a Bigfoot story on this podcast. That's true. Yeah, we've we've yet to tackle Bigfoot at this point. We have we've, not broached the subject. <laughs> no, we we've had our our extensive Mothman stint, uh, but uh, we've not tackled Bigfoot. That's the I feel like because it's going to be another one yeah. of those heavy heavy hitters. I think I think though, and this might be a little inside baseball or whatever, but like I think the best way for us to do it would just be to do it a case at a time. Just start throwing in because there are so many Bigfoot encounters. Oh and yeah. So many you're, like you're right. You know, sure. so just tossing them in one instead of doing like a big block of, you know, Bigfoot talk, we should just start mixing them in. All right. I mean let's I'm I'm all on board. I mean we're we're just talking yeah. shop here now, so yeah. Yeah, true. I <clears throat> You ready for the first non-Fortiana question? Yeah. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. So, question number three. At the end of a long day, what is your go-to method to relax? This is an easy one. Yeah? I'll uh, I'll tackle this first. At the end of a long day, I like to completely undress, stand under the light of the moon, and become a werewolf uh no actually (laughs) (laughs) i like to sit down with a good heavy pour of my favorite bourbon um you know just uh just literally uh, whether i'm watching tv i'm reading about random things because that's also one of my absolute favorite things to do at the end of the day reading about random facts that will never come up in any conversation i ever have with any normal person at least (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, of course, playing video games. I, I'm I'm an avid gamer, uh, which I'm I'm sure that's probably pretty evident from you know us talking many many times about gaming. Uh, but yeah. uh, those are probably my that, and of course, playing guitar. You know, yeah. for sure, are my go tos. If I've had a shitty day, a long day, just ready to unwind. I mean, that right there, that good pour of some bourbon, or or even a good beer. You know. But what about you? Okay, so I would love to say it's something cool like meditation or like trimming a bonsai tree or some shit like that, but <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, it's it's usually TV. Like Yeah. Usually old or very calm TV shows. Yeah. Like we've talked several times about Little House on the Prairie. That's a go-to for me. Also, like, old episodes of, like, Julia Child's, her cooking show. Really? Um, yeah. All right. I, or, I'm, like... I'm, you know, I'm not I'm <laughs> saying anything bad. Go for it. Or, like, you you. Bob Ross. I love watching oh, yeah. Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. I'm, without yeah. a doubt. And uh, also, This Old House is a go-to. Okay. I love that show, too. But just, like, something that's zero stakes. Right. Like, no kind drama. Mindless. No. Yeah. Yeah just like chill people doing things they love doing i'm into that that's yeah what better way to like really be able to 
release some of that stress than not to overstress yourself or like get into any type of like mood or you know feelings yeah. that some tv shows are gonna bring about and stuff like that yeah for sure yep cool absolutely well on to the next yeah so question four how did you get into the world of the paranormal I'll let you tackle this one first. Yeah, for me, it was... My parents are weird as shit. (laughs) Like, they were into super weird stuff growing up. They were super into astrology and all that. And I mean... Like, and they had paranormal experiences themselves, and I grew up hearing those stories. So it was like... Growing up with you... And staying the night as a child in one of you know one of your first houses, having experiences myself, yeah, just yeah. So I get it for sure. Yeah. So it was really is it's my parents' fault that I that I'm obsessed with this shit now. So I'm how pretty, about you? I'm pretty similar. Um, you know, I, growing up, I've I've loved horror everything, and I do blame my father as a as a kid. Um, you know, watching horror movies with him, and I'd go in and visit because my parents were separated. So, going to visit him, we would always watch horror movies. And even me as a small child, I loved it. And, like, you know, of course, I grew up playing games like Castlevania and stuff like that on Nintendo. And I would always do that with them. As we got older, it became games like Resident Evil and stuff like that, right? So, I've always right. loved, like, the horror aspect of things. But additionally, you know, I've all, I always have this feeling like I've had something that's been with me. Whether yeah. this is just like that constant looking over your shoulder because you feel uneasy or whatever else. But also being told as a child, like, I used to talk to this boy, which we've talked about. You can go back and listen to some of our fireside chats where Jordan interviews me. Um, yep. But yeah, it's this constant feeling of knowing and feeling, I guess, feeling. Uh, that there's something that's just either been with me or followed me throughout my childhood into my teenage and adult years that I still feel to this day. You know, like now, like, yeah, I feel like it's just something that I've lived with that I, I welcome at this point. But, uh, yeah, it's been something like between my love of horror and that, like, it's just, it's made me very, very open to these things. Yeah. So at a certain point, did you start investigating things to learn more about like what was happening to you, what you like, I mean, what you were experiencing? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, of course, over the years, like I've gotten to the point where you know, like when I was younger, I would we would have like school book fairs, and I'd try to look for all the books that were about like some type of ghosts or creepy shit like that, right? Yeah. Um, and then of course, I've gotten older. I've looked into a lot of like you know, uh, stuff about like the land that I lived on and, you know, doing my, my homework and it came to things like that, like knowing who's lived in my house in the past and you're trying to deep dive into stuff like that, just finding out because, you know, you know, you have this feeling of course, that someone has maybe passed away in the house or you're seeing this quote unquote being or person or figure or whatever else, this remnant of energy, which we'll talk about later. Um, that's taking, that's essentially living in your house or you're living in theirs you know so like yeah, yeah. As, the, as the years have progressed like I've gotten more and more I've tried to become I tried to educate myself more and more when it came to those types of things yeah more and, diligent about the oh history yeah for sure you. and that's definitely like 
jump started that like just that drive and that like need to know constantly sort of thing yeah that's cool that's cool okay so i know you were psyched to see this next question (laughs) so given current events if aliens did invade how do you think they would do it district nine style um, yeah. Yes, without a doubt, dude. So, due to the current events, obviously, we all know what's going on. I mean, it's there, there's some crazy shit happening in the world, and Jordan and I have talked about this separately. And, like, what yeah. I hope happens because of this. I'm hoping that eventually this leads into a full disclosure. Like, you know, something that the government is like, hey, you know, we know that there's some shit out there. We've, like, we're dealing with a lot of stuff, but this, in fact, has been a thing we are aware of just in case anything happens from here we are prepping ourselves like whatever else whatever we see happening yeah you know but i think what eventually would happen if they did invade is it would happen in our major cities starting to see an influx in ufo activity i think is the first step and it's going to become more and more it's not just going to be a few here and there it's going to be thousands and they are going to happen across all of our major cities at that point. I think it's going to be major cities are going to be where everything starts and then where everything starts to hit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I see us literally well on our way to that. Okay. What about you? I, um, I think they would exterminate the human race before we ever even knew they were here. You think so? Yeah. I don't. I think we have the ability to counter at least to our at least enough to have a fighting chance. But at the same time, I don't think it's quite that negative. I don't think yeah. it, to me at least, I don't think it's as negative as a lot of people are going to take it and assume, right? I mean, I don't think it's a real thing that's going to happen yeah. but i think that if there were extraterrestrials was, yeah. and they like were aware of the last hundred years of our history they would be like these are very dangerous cockroaches yeah i mean without a doubt and just stamp i feel us like out. we're the we're the yeah I, th- I feel like we're the threat yeah over anything for sure, for sure. agreed cool okay you ready yes next question if you had to pick one favorite, ghosts, cryptids, or aliens? Go for it. Okay, so I go back and forth between cryptids and ghost stories. I like, figured. I, I love a good monster story. Like, I have very little interest in shit like, oh, here's a story about a secret koala that has two pouches. Like, I don't give a fuck about that kind of cryptids. Yeah. I, I don't care at all. It, like I don't I don't get off the couch for that shit. But like cuz I want them like big scary monsters. I love that type of cryptid story. But ghost stories are always a hit with me. Like I love a haunted house. So, I go back and forth. Back and forth between I can't pick between those two. I do love a big fucking scary monster though. <laughs> you like everything big, don't you? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> my, How my, about you? Mine's simple, simple answer: aliens. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Anyone every, who listens everyone to the that's listening to that. the show knows that, right? Yeah, yep. It just always been my go-to. Like, it's always been one of the things I've most I've been most curious about. Yeah, 
makes sense. Yep. It's the biggest unknown that we have, right? Is outer space. Yeah. So. Oh, without yeah, without a doubt. Okay, so next question. You're offered a free vacation anywhere in the world. Where would you go? Um, I would go to Scotland. Uh, I well, anywhere in the UK, but specifically Scotland. Okay. I have a lot of family from Scotland. That's my where my dad moved over from when, when he was a teenager and everything. Um, so yeah, Scotland has uh, has my heart for sure, and uh, it's on my bucket list. I've unfortunately never been thus far, which I've had a lot of opportunities. Yeah. It just has hasn't it's fallen through. So you'll get. What there. about you? So. I hate traveling, so I'm including teleportation in this fantasy. Okay. Um, I would choose to be teleported to a cabin on, like, an Alaskan mountainside. That would be my go-to. All right. Like, in the summer. In the summer, Alaskan cabin. Like, I want somewhere where every window is, like, a work of art. You know what I mean? Like, every window, the view is just, like, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Nothing too wild, though. Like, I want to walk on clearly marked trails. You know, signs that say, like, great view this way with an arrow. <laughs> like, um, I'm cool with that. Yeah. That's fair. And then just, you know, like, evenings by a fireplace. Yeah. That's where I'd go. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, well, the next. The next question is, for some reason, this question is hotly contested all across the internet. In your opinion, <laughs> does cereal count as soup? I'm curious to see what you think about this. What? I mean, honestly, I put no, just no. Any reason? Oh, you. Okay. For one, I mean, it, it's tough, right? Because some might say, like, soup is supposed to be hot, but gazpacho is delicious, and that's definitely a soup, and it's cold, right? Or yeah. soup is supposed to be savory, but there are sweet soups. Yeah. Right? That's true. So I guess it, it technically could be, but in my opinion, soup should have more than two ingredients. So my answer is if you let if you let it sit long enough it becomes soggy and basically turns into soup <laughs> and there's fair. a follow up are hot dog sandwiches are pop tarts are tacos like there's this is a very heated debate that we can get yeah, into that's true that this is going to spark yeah. so I've, i would say i would say a hot dog is a sandwich yeah, yeah. i mean I, I would agree what about a taco? A Pop-Tart is definitely not a sandwich. I mean, it's between two... It's pastry. Yeah, but how's that not a sandwich? <laughs> because bread isn't pastry. A sandwich requires bread. It really depends bread. on how you look at it. I guess so. Is cereal soup? Yeah, no. might as well be. Now, a taco, you could argue. I mean, yeah. Without but even doubt. then... A tort—I don't know. A tortilla is not really bread. Maybe a flour tortilla. A I mean, taco a flour, a flour tortilla, tortilla for sure, right? Maybe. But yeah, I mean, this is like a time-old debate, right? Yeah. 
I suppose it so, is. So bringing up and asking if soup, if cereal is a soup, then yeah, I would have to say yes, it is. Depends on how you look at it. We're, we're on opposite sides of this one. Yeah, I'd have to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next question is just as random. What is the most useless invention ever? I literally have no answer for this one. I couldn't think of anything like... Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stupid shit out there. But I feel like everything yeah. somehow serves its purpose. Yeah. Or at least is intended to, right? Fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I put. I don't really know how to answer this question. I feel like it's supposed to be an invitation for a hot take. But I'm just going to say that right. I once saw a man with tiny umbrellas on his shoes, and that felt pretty pointless. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yep. Yeah, that's all. You ready for the weirdest question? (laughs) If you were a woman, what would you be like? (laughs) So odd. It's the strangest question. Yes. Oh, it's so strange. Okay, so... I actually, as odd as it is, I took some time to think about it. And I think I would be exactly how I am now. Like, like as a person who puts very little important importance on aesthetics, yeah, I can't imagine like doing my hair or painting my fingernails or putting makeup on, like none of that. That feels like so much wasted time to me. Okay. If I woke up a woman tomorrow morning, I would shave my head immediately. Hmm. Like, just. I mean, that's fair. Done with all of it. Yeah. I'd wear hats all the time, same clothes, <laughs> don't care. I mean, I have to agree. I think I'd be pretty pretty similar to where I am. Either that or I'd be a prissy-ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be yeah. extremely demanding. You think so? Because why not own it, man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. I'd be own like one power. of those bitches that everybody hates because I'd be super basic but I would love it. I mean, that's how I am in real life, as it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It would be me with, with tits, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. So neither of us would change much. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh. All right. What do you think about the idea of hunting to kill a Bigfoot for research? Mm. Do you want to answer this first? What do you or think? Me too? Go for it. All right. Um, I I understand the importance of research. You know, obviously, we wouldn't have a lot of the answers. We wouldn't know a lot of the things we know today without it, right? However, I don't believe in killing for game. Yeah. And that's that's where I'm at. And that that's where I will remain to stay. Okay. So... All right, so this question for me exists in a world where flesh and blood Bigfoots right, really course, are roaming, yeah. like the forests of Pacific yeah. Northwest, right? To me, in that situation, if any animal qualifies for endangered species status, I think it would be them. I agree. Right? I fully agree. Yep. Like, and also, in this world that we actually exist in, if you think you see a Bigfoot, don't fucking shoot at it. 
because it's probably just like the big guy that works at the gas station out for a walk right i mean that's that's don't shoot at it (laughs) like it's a terrible plan yeah i agree terrible terrible plan but yeah i think it's generally shitty like i think there's a divide in the bigfoot community too like people who are hunting bigfoot and people who are looking for bigfoot and i i tend to you know align morally more with the people who are out there just trying to see one yeah i mean i feel like hunting it in any sort of fashion is for game whether that's yeah. yeah you're trying to you know put them under a microscope and figure out like what's what's in the blood or whatever else or you're trying to sell a tide to some black market yeah like you know i just I, it's wrong it's extremely wrong regardless yeah i would agree with that for sure okay i mean people hunt monkeys in certain countries i know which is still messed up that feels really strange to me i agree it's like people that hunt elephants too yeah and for ivory and shit like that which i think is extremely wrong but monkeys and apes are so close to human beings too. oh yeah like how creepy True. would that be to like field dress of a chimp yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that would I, i've heard like seasoned hunters who once they like shot their first bear and saw it you know without its hide when they were like field dressing it they're like it's too close to a human like it looks too much like a human being hanging there i, I couldn't do it anymore i think like, that's fair yeah i mean obviously when it comes to self-defense or something like that like sure. you know if it was if it was if those were the lines and it was one thousand percent that i'm not gonna say yeah go for it buddy but i'm gonna say like obviously do you you need to protect yourself yeah um, yeah survive right exactly whatever that takes yeah yeah agreed okay cool i'm glad we're on the same page absolutely don't shoot at bigfoot it's probably William from the Quickie Mart. Don't shoot him. Okay, next question. In your opinion, are cryptids actual physical animals or something less tangible? I'm going to let you handle this one first. Okay. So, I think the really awesome ones are mostly less tangible. Like, whether they're legend or they're, you know co-created entities or whatever whatever they are i don't mm-hmm. think like the gowrow was ever out running around like a 40 foot <laughs> lizard you know what i mean yeah but like the monsters they're probably not physical but i think there are definitely some examples of like quote unquote cryptids that were legit flesh and blood animals um obviously you know things like the tasmanian tiger and things like that those are you know those were flesh and blood flesh and blood animals mm-hmm. also i think what was the one that we covered the big the other big lizard um uh, oh my gosh why am i shit uh, what was it yeah the, i'm drawing a blank right now too starts with a k maybe i don't know but that one felt the most flesh and blood of any of the cryptid stories we ever covered was that the- um uh, was that the one where he like takes the kid and is uh, like slithering yeah. through the forest? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Why I can't I, I don't know why I can't think of the name of it right now, but yeah, I know at least what you're talking about. Yeah, I think so. Some of them, some of them feel very few of them feel like flesh and blood animals to me. 
Yeah. Some of them do, though. What about you? I honestly have to agree. Um, you know, I there, there's a lot. Like, I feel like however I answer this question is going to contradict my overall thoughts and views on it. Sure. Where I, I feel like a lot are flesh and blood, but I feel like, as we've talked about in a lot of these episodes... We, you know, we have, like, say, an, a, spe- a species of some type of animal that we're unaware of at that point. Um, you know, that at that point is, is, is a cryptid. Uh, might, as, might as well just chalk it up to a cryptid. We don't know exactly what it is, and it's been, you know, it's until we can actually fully, like, figure out what these things are. But, you know, until we, until we fully know, that's the easiest way to really chalk it up. You know, so when it yeah, comes to a lot they of these, get dropped like, in the cryptid box, right? Exactly. When it comes to a lot of like the flesh and blood, that's my view. Um, honestly, I think a lot of them are more say manifestations and thoughts and things like that. Um, yep. You know, over anything really, it yeah, doesn't make them any forms. any less cool, right? Or any Agreed. any less Agreed. like you know badass over another one. I think it but, makes them more cool, personally. Yeah, but I, I, I'll give yeah. you that for sure. Um, there's okay. So Cody from the Graveyard Dirt YouTube show, she's a super good follow. Like, definitely, she has this theory about about lake monsters, about in particular Nessie and um, Champ. That okay. We're seeing them, like, in the midst of uh, a breeding practice. So, like, they come up into the freshwater to, like, lay their eggs, maybe, or do some stage of their breeding process, and then they go back out to the ocean for most of their life. This is also going to come and tie in with a question later on, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 But... I, I always thought that theory was awesome. No, I I, I really like that. Um, you know, because it, it helps also explain a lot of these like lake monsters and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, as much as like, I still I, I stand firm on my belief on lake monsters and what I feel a lot of them are. Maybe not all, but a lot of them. I feel you know, of course, there's some yeah. some pockets and stuff like that that we we'll, we'll, we can go into hollow earth we can talk about that literally all day long sure. um yeah which none of these questions revolve that so i won't i won't dive into that but you know like i unfortunately but I, right i mean we're <laughs> come on guys where are you guys at like let's talk about hollow earth and nothing else um but still <laughs> still <laughs> you know like i do go ahead I do appreciate that our audience knows us enough to not send a single conspiracy theory question. <laughs> not a single one. I mean, I don't I know love. if Hollow Earth is conspiracy theory. I feel like it's neither, but it reminds me of some. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Let's go for it. Actually, this next one you could also make about Hollow Earth. This is actually so, the one given I was that oceans, about. <laughs> Yeah. Given that oceans are huge and terrifying, do you think that the Megalodon or the Kraken could still exist? 100%. Uh, There is so much of the ocean that is uncharted, unnavigated, that we can't even get to, like the depths of the abyssal zone and stuff like that, due to 
pressure that we literally can't set ourselves up for to be even be like be able to even tap into and i feel like in these these abyssal zones these deep these deep like regions of the ocean i think there's a potential for any type of life form and i often yeah. like i talk about dinosaurs and stuff like that like the possibility that these things have lived and they've yeah, you know, they've managed to progress through their like through life and everything, and these would be the perfect perfect places to be able to do so. But at the same time, I feel like in these pockets, these deep regions and areas of the ocean, I feel like there are kind of pocket areas. Yeah, that uh, you know can main can essentially like when we talk and and now I'm not trying to continue the hollow earth theory and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying where that's there's a potential for that is po- a possibility as well. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't think we have any fucking clue what's down there. Oh no, not at all. I mean, it's. I mean, think about it, like it's basically fish like, and shit like that that are like terrifying. Yeah. That like yeah. come from just even slightly, you know, slightly deeper regions. Yeah. You know, just within the edges that area, of the dark zone. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. It's to me. It's like trying to guess what's behind Pluto. Like it may, it may as well be just as far away. Yeah, agree. There's sure. no way for us to know what's down there. I really, really hope we get to one day. Like, uh, what was? Uh, I think it was a was it was it the Megalodon movie where they go and they like they they go really deep. They go, you know, I can't remember how far they go at that point, but it's almost to the point of them not being able to return back to the surface because they've went below where, adjusted to the pressure exactly um yeah. in order in search of this thing right and then they come to find out it is real you know it is there but like the you can't really recreate that you can't really get back into that that deep with uh, without at least with modern tech right yeah who knows I, where we'll be in 50 exactly, years? Exactly. I really, really hope yeah. we can because I think, honestly, out of all the things in the entire world, the deepest parts of the, the abyssal zones of the ocean, stuff like that, are Marianas Trench, like even, even further deep, yeah. are one of the parts that I would absolutely love to know because there are so there's going to be so many species of different things down there. I mean,. I, yeah. I just I think it's awesome and it's such a cool idea for sure. Agreed. I'm into it. I like that question because I like just thinking about that part of the world. Oh, that's so, yeah, same. I I love that. Like just yeah, just even thinking about it and just kind of theorizing. Like cause, I mean, there's yeah. it's gonna be shit that we can't even fathom, right? Yeah, it's just such a mystery for sure. So, yep. Yeah, I love it. So this next question has literally nothing to do with anything we've ever talked about on the show before. So You're very right. <laughs> which Disney princess would make the best spy? <laughs> I had to I had to reach out to my resources for this question. Did you? You had to phone a friend? I did. Yep. I had to use a lifeline. <laughs> okay. What'd you what'd you land on? Mulan. She was I mean, um, you know, some people might not consider her as a Disney princess, but most would. Oh yeah, she definitely is. And yeah, uh, she, yeah she was basically a spy. She tricked everyone into yeah. thinking that she was a man for such a you know long period of time. Uh, she was able to like trick, I mean, everybody into believing that she was she was one of them. You know, like yeah, I feel like that that right there is 
Yeah, said and done for sure. Yeah, I just but it's got to be Mulan. She literally is a spy for most of the movie. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm right there with you. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. So this next one, I had a lot of trouble with. Me too. The question is, yeah. we like to talk a lot about things that we excel at. What is something you're bad at? Go for it. Um, I'm terrible at playing the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds trivial and random, but like I tried every day for six months and I just couldn't get comfortable with it. So, and I play guitar. And right. For those who don't know, like I, I'm a guitar player. So like, I felt like it was something like, Oh, I just have to learn new chord structures and new yeah. progressions and new finger picking. And, but it's like, it feels so foreign yeah like you just set it in your lap and to me it feels like i might as well be sitting at like a harp yeah i i mean i i fully agree you know i i've i've tried to play the banjo in a couple of sittings when we'll go to play guitars and you know literally like lust after guitars that we know we'll never be able to afford and stuff like that yeah um i i approach this question a little bit differently um i i having terrible anxiety and stuff like this i i struggle to critique myself i'm always looking for someone like i'm always looking for feedback when it comes to shit right like i love anybody that gives me feedback on anything i do whether it's my job performance or the show me as a person you know like how i can grow and i sure. take that and I, I build off of it like very much i feed off of uh, off of feedback um being able to critique myself and say like what am i bad at you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. Like I feel like I'm bad at most things, even even if I'm not. Like you know, it's just having that mindset. Like that's where I get stuck. Um, but uh, yeah, so I it, this was a difficult one for me to answer. Uh, but yeah, since we're on the topic of musical instruments, I'm going to say the violin. Yeah, I I know how to play a few things, but I also know how know how to make it sound like the worst instrument in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, and I can do that exceptionally well. So it depends on how we look at this question. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but I, I play, I, I play almost everything. You know, like at least, at least yeah. to some degree. Drums, I'd say I'm not very good at either. But I at least I can do some things with can. it. Can right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, this is just such a tough one to, and a tough one to answer. And whoever like provided this question or suggested it like you suck (laughs) yeah (laughs) agree it's it's such a tough one for sure all right let's move on yeah it's hard to be objective about yourself yeah right so it's yeah it's hard yeah okay next question what is the weirdest (laughs) cryptid you've ever heard of what you got i'm gonna say melon heads Oh, if, nice. if you want to, I guess if you want to qualify yeah. that as a as a legit cryptid, just uh, some of the most outlandish things. I and I mean the backstory behind it all and stuff. I just find it's just so silly. And yeah. but at the same time, there's people out there that are probably gonna like fight me for this. Um, yeah, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> people have cryptid pride, man. I know. They really do. I know. I know. But to me, I, I just find it it's just the most silly and strangest. So maybe it, maybe it's not yeah. the weirdest, but to me, that, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's a great choice. I chose the Crawfordsville monster. Oh, that's another Skywell phenomenon. That one, it is right? very weird. It's like a I floating. Agree. Yeah, it's like an astral carpet with teeth. <sighs> that's such a good one. I didn't even think yeah, about that. Yeah, that's a weird one. Otherwise, mine probably would have been the same thing. To be honest, I just I love the yeah. I love the story and everything around it. But just again, one of the strangest and weirdest ones. Literally, this flying carpet. That's a hometown cryptid for that's an Indiana cryptid. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Agreed. All right. I like this next question. I a do lot. too. Yes. So there are ghost ships. Do you think that there are human ghosts who remain underwater? Go for what it. Do you think? Okay. Um, if ghosts really are dead people, fuck yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, rough estimates are that 117 billion members of the human race have lived on this planet. 117 billion people right. in the history of mankind. It's a lot of people, mind they you. They would be everywhere. They would be everywhere. Of course. So many people have gone down at, like, ships have gone down at sea and all that. If if ghosts really are, you know, the spirits of people who have died, then there have to be ghosts walking around on the bottom of the ocean. Like, or just floating around in the water. <laughs> Ghost swimmers. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, like, I feel like there's areas in the ocean where we have these lost cities. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge... I, 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 I have an obsession with Atlantis, right? And, yeah. like, we get into a discussion... Again, that's another one I can talk about all day. And, the, like, so let's, let's just briefly... Let's briefly scratch that surface. And when we talk about okay. areas like the lost city of Atlantis and other lost cities that have become overtaken by water throughout the years, throughout history, um, area, I mean, not only cities, but mountains, valleys, all these areas that have been literally overtaken by the sea. Oh, yeah. I think if we believe that there are ghosts, quote unquote, ghost spirits, whatever we want to think they are. And again, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, I think it's extremely silly to think no that there's no no ghost or no ocean ghosts. <laughs> yeah, the, the sound of it. Yeah, it's funny, but like I I firmly I yeah I mean if if I buy the idea of ghosts and buy that they are a real thing, how could there not be some underwater? Yeah, agreed, agreed. Even in rivers, I just walk on yeah. the bottom of the river. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about the the river over, uh, uh, oh my gosh, and Point Pleasant, the the river that all the people went down, yeah. and uh, you know, during during that time, uh, Mothman time, yeah, the Silver Bridge collapse, exactly, yeah. Think about the remnant of all of the souls and bodies and people that buddy. that died, yeah, yeah. That's true. I'm surprised there isn't like a haunting story about that bridge, right? Yeah, it's it is kind of. It's kind of strange. Yeah. But, I mean, the bridge is no longer a thing. People of Point Pleasant, get on the fucking ball. That's true. There, That river should be haunted as fuck. Let's talk about this. Come on. Let's make it haunted, guys. Let's do it. 
Right? Exactly. That's how this happens. <laughs> the next question okay. I feel is extremely easy to answer. Yeah. What paranormal phenomenon would you most like to encounter? I'm going to say for you... Actually, this is going to be tough. I, I don't know if I can answer yours. I want to say ghost, yeah. but I feel like there's going to be some obscure cryptid that you really want to meet. <laughs> you think so? For me, what do you think? Aliens. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I think you're going to be surprised. I would love to meet a legit alien. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. If it's like... I, I would love for like fucking craft comes down lands right in your front yard and just yeah. a being steps out like yeah that that's what i would pick that's awesome for sure. all right sweet i'm because i'm glad i mean cryptids i like cryptids to be scary as shit and that carries over to this i don't i don't want to see a giant scary monster like i don't i don't want to be there for that <laughs> right i've had what i yeah. what i consider brushes with paranormal with ghosts right but in my experience you don't want to have a run in with a pterodactyl with a headlight i don't i don't (laughs) the van meter visitor can stay in iowa absolutely awesome no i'm I'm glad we're on the same page yeah i didn't expect that actually yeah all right alien all right so here's a fucking enormous question that we could have an entire episode on so we're We'll just we'll do our best to keep this one brief. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for the sake of where we're at, we're already at an hour in, over an hour in. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> so, the question is, what do you think ghosts are? Remnants of energy is what I have. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of like stone, like stone tape theory, like where you're getting like replays of energy that's been yeah. expended there. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, to me. I, I feel like that's what. That's what these things evolve from. Okay. What about you? I like it. Well, I, in my heart of hearts, I don't think ghosts are dead people. Okay. Like, I don't think I don't think it's like the spirit coming, the soul coming out of the body or whatever. I'm really, I'm not sure on this one. I think it's probably like a co-creation thing. Like, people see what they need to see when they see it. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's fair, but, too. Yeah, I think like it's probably like a signal from the universe. Whatever, that's like the vaguest version, but I yeah, I mean without like, like really that. diving super deep into that, and maybe we yeah. should do just this this question as uh, even if it's something where we literally talk about this for like 20 minutes or something. Yeah. You know, just to kind of Even if we do that. like a Maybe we'll do like an Instagram live or something and talk about it, or we could do like That'd be a good idea. you know do or something on the Patreon, whole but fireside like, chat episode or something. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this that. is such a it's such a tough a tough question to answer again, just because there are so there are so many factors that go into this, right? Yeah, and that's where I choose to just remain. I've just remnants of energy, just leftover energy. Yeah, you know. Just because I feel like it kind of literally summarizes things up the best. Yeah. But I'm like, I I think it's probably like a direct interaction with the other, whatever the other is. I, I tend to think of all this stuff as fingers on the same hand. Okay. Right. But like, yeah, that's, 
that's that's basically what I so think. So new is. plan. We need to figure out what the other is. Yeah. And I say that is a challenge we should accept. Yeah. I would I would love to dive into that. Yeah. It's that's because a, this I mean that's a foundational exactly. question. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe we make that our goal. Let's focus on this. As a takeaway yeah. from this episode, let's focus on the other than everything else that encompasses. Okay. Um, I like that. I, I'm into I'm it. Into I think that. it'd be awesome. All right. <laughs> so. What's the next one? Next question. What aspect of the paranormal do you most struggle to believe? Yeah. I'm going to let you take the take the lead on this one. Yeah, it's got to be nuts and bolts UFOs. I, I assume, extraterrestrials. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't buy it. I don't buy it at all, man. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Even I though, struggle. like, they're literally out there saying we don't know what the shit is that we're shooting down right now. Yeah. You don't I'm, buy into nuts and bolts I mean, at that point. No. Okay. I have a take on what's going on right now. If you know, if we ever want to get into that, but I mean, that's going to be a separate episode that we we've talked about actually doing uh, more of a current events sort of thing. We will get into it. Yes, we will for sure. But I, how about you? Cryptids, man. As a whole, cryptids. I love I love the idea, and I love you know I I love a lot of the cryptids we talk about, and I love the the whole like monster shit and like. Yeah, because it makes me it makes me relive my childhood and like watching these movies about yeah. monsters, especially like traditional monster that love movies. Of horror. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that love of horror coming out. Like I love it, but at the same time, that's what I absolutely struggle to believe the most. Especially if okay. we're getting to like flesh yeah. and blood and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I'm right. I'm right there with you on that. But it doesn't I think make the UFOs it any stick less out to awesome, me because. Though. Yeah, exactly. No. I mean, you and I both write fiction also. Right, of course. So it's like, obviously, thought forms are, you know, the phrase of the day. Yeah. Yeah. For both of us. All the time. Yep. For sure. All right. What is your favorite book and why? This is an easy one. Me too. Jurassic Park. Nice. I'm a, I I have a huge 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 love for Michael Crichton. First of all, um, this yep. is, it was the first series I ever actually really got into. And I was in, I was in the third grade, um, yeah. you know, reading reading Jurassic Park and like being like, yeah, I'm reading an adult book. Like this is like cool shit, you know. And then like after that, I just became obsessed with Michael Crichton and everything he released, and just really got me actually interested in a single author. Whereas, like, at a young yeah. age like that, literally third grade. Yeah, that's know, huge. Was, was massive. Yeah, it just, it kind of, it, like, it was like my introduction into reading. And then I found that it was, like, my favorite pastime at that point. I don't do as much of it as I, I would love to be able to do at this point. You know, because I'm, con- I'm doing other other things. And, you know, I'm, yeah. when I'm reading, I'm reading about what we, what we talk about. Uh, so yeah. I don't get as much time to like read into a lot of like books and things like that. I would absolutely love recreationally, to. exactly. Yeah, especially just yep. to reread Jurassic Park at this point. As an adult, I haven't read it since yeah. I was a teenager at this point. So, like, I feel like Me I would either. have a whole different perception on the whole thing. Probably, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's mine for also, sure. Also, also, Michael Crichton is the first. Yeah, fuck yeah, dinosaurs. Exactly. Also. 
<clears throat> Michael Crichton is the first thing that you and I bonded on when we were in like the fifth grade. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's like the first thing that made that's what made us become friends. Yeah, dude, like that we both loved at that Michael point, Crichton. Like I was obsessed with Jurassic Park, Lost World, of course, and then Airframe, yep. Congo, like oh, yeah. all phenomenal like books that I read multiple times. Yeah. Like just uh, I, like at that point, I mean, I know. we were both young, super young, and yeah, we're like ten years old, right? <laughs> and you're like, you like uh. Brought, I think you had a copy of The Lost World. Probably. In, with you at, I in always school. had a copy of Jurassic Park of The Lost World like in, in my backpack or something. Yeah. Yep. And I remember I was like, oh, Michael Crichton, have you read Airframe? And your like, mouth fell open. You're like, holy shit, someone else yeah. that knows. I literally have my copy. I still have my copy of Airframe from when I was a kid. Like That's awesome. All, yeah. all of my Michael Crichton books. Um, yeah, my all-time favorite author. Such for good sure. shit. Yep. Yeah, right on. What about you? So my favorite book of all time is Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's <sighs> a good by one. Jules Verne. Yeah, yeah. It's let's, let's like, talk about. I think Hall it's Earth, like buddy. let's do it. That right? <laughs> that like that book is the prototype for all science fiction novels I, going forward. Thousand like, thousand percent. Yep. Man, and it set the bar so high. In my opinion, it's never been reached again. You I know, think that's like a masterpiece. I honestly thought you were going to say like an Anne Rice book or something. Like that's what I fully <laughs> expected. No, but, I mean, I also phenomenal I author. Mean, still, I also, yeah, for sure. I also love. I mean, I have all of her books. <laughs> I won't, you know, <laughs> exactly. Not, don't let me misrepresent <laughs> myself, but not my favorite books. Okay. Um, but I also, I really am a sucker for when an author writes outside their norm. So, like, um, the Stephen King book, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, is one of my favorite books. Okay. I've it's very, like, one. a stripped down. It's still a little scary, but, like, it's very stripped down. There's one character in the whole book. Like, it's just about this little girl who gets lost in the woods, and it just follows her the whole her whole journey through the woods. Okay. Um, and there's a... A book by John Grisham, of all people, um, called A Painted House. All right. That's yeah. also one of my favorite books. Yep. And it's, you know, he usually writes these legal thrillers, mm. um, but this uh, has nothing to do with any of that. It's about, like, a, a family of sharecroppers. It's, it's really good. It's, that's one of my favorites, too. Yeah. But Journey to the Center of the Earth is definitely my favorite like i collect copies i have like 14 copies of journey to the center of the earth <laughs> Jesus. so i know anytime i see a copy in like a goodwill or in like yeah. a used bookstore i get it yeah i know uh controversial i, I would say maybe as i've gotten older i i found a, a strong love for dan brown as well like after yeah. the release of the, the da vinci code yeah. And getting getting into like the whole Langdon series and stuff like that like became another thing that I absolutely loved. I know that's like basic or whatever, but like the Oh dude, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. He he builds he's a storyteller for mm-hmm. sure. His his books are fun. And extremely They're, like it's it's hard to not dismiss and start to believe a lot yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot of that too, which is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. So this segues pretty well into the next question, which is, what's something people would be surprised to know about you? Hmm. You take the lead there. Uh, 
Okay, so he only ate I'm soup like, for I'm a fairly... long time. Oh, everybody knows that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that. Um, I'm I'm pretty open about my life I, and I who am I am yeah. online. So, like, but a few things that people might be surprised to know: I don't drive at all. Like, I yeah, hate I hated that's driving. Big. So I let my license expire like six years ago, and I just haven't <laughs> driven since. I'm, and this is why we do yeah. this remotely. <laughs> it is one of the reasons. Also, and my wife makes fun of me for this all the time, I have no idea what anything costs. Like, none. Really? Because I don't buy things. Yeah. Yeah, because uh. my wife does all the buying of everything. I mean, that's, I don't, that's fine. Like, I would probably let her, too. She's... So, <laughs> I mean, you know. so every time I do notice the cost of yeah. something i'm like shocked by it and she's like you're an idiot it's always costed that you know what i mean like she's like it's not weird yeah I, um, that's fair for sure but yeah those are two two fairly weird weird things i feel people like, also might good they also might be surprised to know that that it took me six years to graduate high school <laughs> that's that's another that's one. a little yeah. known fact yeah I don't know. I, I feel like we we do talk about our personal lives a lot. Like, I mean, I, I try to be like this person that's like very mysterious and all this other shit. But like, yeah, I think you've nailed it so far. Honestly, I mean, as as me as a person, but I, like my interests and some of the things I do, I feel like I'm pretty open about. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm an avid gamer. I play a lot of video games. Um, I I had a I had an obsession with taking apart computers and building them when i was like eight years old i literally you know took apart our our brand new computer that we had bought at that point i put it all, all back together and it was working fine mind you uh so of course like that got me started in like my tech career and stuff early on um yeah. i love cybersecurity and learning uh the ins and outs of ethical hacking which is something i've been working on a lot lately uh you know trying to go like change my career path and everything uh but outside of that i play a lot of music um i mean jordan and i have talked about playing in bands and stuff we've we've played in bands since we were eight or nine years old uh you know and we're both in our late 30s at this point um i still you know he he doesn't play much anymore but i i still play music i write and record all my own music um i have a like a folk project that i'm i'm working on i have a pop punk thing that i'm doing um i've lately been working on this like spoken word kind of like ambient thing that's turning out to be pretty cool um i've even went back and started redoing some of our old songs uh from one of our old bands actually that uh, has been really fun so far so um outside of that i graduated as a thespian from high school uh in in high school rather um Mm -hmm. which is probably something nobody knows uh, outside of jordan yeah um yeah i mean outside of that like i said i mean i'm obsessed with technology and music and yeah what did you originally want to be when you grew up (sighs) okay so when i when i first started going to college i was actually going for um chemistry uh my goal was to work at eli Lilly out of indianapolis indiana which is where we're from uh my goal was to develop a cure for cancer that was my life yeah. my entire life goal um 
I ended up having some problems with my financial aid and other shit not being able to pay for it, so I had to like take take some time off. And then I started going back for education, and then that wasn't what I wanted to do, so I ended up changing to uh, cybersecurity, and that's what I started going for, and then that got me in the door to where I am now. Yeah. I just think, I just, I always think it's like funny to, not funny, but interesting to think of like an alternate future where you're like a lab pharmacist. Dude, that's what I wanted so bad. I was obsessed with I chemistry. Know. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's something I still absolutely love. And I will always have a strong love for it. And I will always have a part of me that regrets not being able to go down that route that I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's me. Okay. So, we're getting near the end. What what podcast do you enjoy listening to? You want to go first or you want me to? Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I listen to a huge I was going to say, you have a massive list. And I'm, yes. I'm, a, big, I'm a big YouTuber, um, which I, I apologize if you hate me for. I, I can tell you all day. <laughs> many many youtube channels i'm subscribed to and i can't i don't miss a single episode but as far as the podcast like i have like a handful of podcasts that i i try to listen to as frequently as possible what are they (laughs) (laughs) what do you listen to Uh, last podcast on the left i i always love you know they're the show is phenomenal um tell them steve dave i'm i'm a big uh big fan of Kevin Smith and all of his buddies, uh, Brian Quinn, yeah. I'm a huge fan of as well. Um, Brian Johnson, obviously. Like, I love telling Steve Dave. Um, and plus, it's one of those that's like, I can listen to and not really have to, like, pay 100% close attention because it's just nonstop yeah. jokes. And they just talk about real shit. And it's great. Yeah. Um, it's just like your friends are are hanging out exactly talking yeah, in it's the like background. I'm just listening to them yeah. just have a conversation it's it's great for sure yeah uh no sleep i just i love i, I mean obviously like storytelling and stuff that uh that is done on no sleep with obviously i mean he has an abundance of voice actors that that help out yeah. which we don't have um which we Not will yet. have one day exactly we will yes. we will have some yes. we will have a you know, a group of voice actors that that are part of our stories, but I love it. I gotta I, catch up on No Sleep. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm sure. a few episodes behind at this point too. Yeah, but uh, I started the season where he was like, they were all connected by this story where he was like going, he was like reading the stories from a book that he'd found or something. Yeah, I, I think. Oh man, what is that? Is that the current um, season or was that the last one? It's been well. Didn't uh, the yeah. the new season just? Uh, started not too well not too long ago okay so i have a whole season yeah to catch up on so um awesome. outside of that no sleep um delivery which is a fantastic fantastic uh um audio drama if you're into that which gets deep dives yeah. into conspiracies and shit and they are fantastic fellows over there um literally you reach out to them and tell them we sent you because they're phenomenal yes um and then Absolutely. blue room insight um yeah they're oh yeah they're they're really cool too a lot of fun uh, but they've been covering a lot of cool stuff they just did a honey valley episode recently oh nice it's super solid um yeah so they cover some really really cool really cool topics yeah and then of course you know our our buddies back home gruesome always 
Oh yeah. Um, I I always have to keep them on my list. Like they're they're both phenomenal. So agreed. Yeah. But uh, that I mean, like I said, there there's probably a handful more that I try to catch when I can. But those are probably the ones I listen to the most at this point. What about you? So. Like I said, I listen to a ton of podcasts, so, like, a lot of true crime, everything from gruesome, like you mentioned, to even, like, when I'm cooking, sometimes I'll throw, like, Dateline on the Alexa. Really? Like, that, huh. yeah. Because All it's right. just, like, it, it just, like, goes in the background, and you can miss stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah, of like, course. And there are, there are like, 5,000 episodes of it, so I mean, it's, like, yeah, there's you so know. there's so many. The, yeah. That's It just goes and actually. goes. Okay. Yeah. Um. But I also love, like, more intellectual stuff like Revisionist History, The Memory Palace, 99% Invisible with Roman Mars is one that I love. It's, like, all about architecture and design and all that. Nice. I love that one. And he has the best fucking radio voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so that helps, too. I'm, I'm working um, on my radio voice. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Welcome, campers. I also love a few shows that are in our niche. So, like, Belief Hole is a uh, huge yeah. one. Well, see, that that, that I, falls in line with, like, some of the ones that, like, I try to catch when I can. And I've not, like, yeah. been able to listen to, like, the whole catalog or anything yet. So, but their sound like, design is everything I strive to achieve. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And, like, they've been doing a really cool thing lately where when they drop an episode, they do a, like, a live premiere of it on YouTube. And they're in the chat and, like, chatting with people I as like they're listening idea. to it. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah, it's really cool. Okay. Um, we might have to steal that. Then, I'm just saying. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> um, last podcast, of course. Of course. It, um, yeah create magic with todd purse okay he's done a few designs for us his show is awesome i never miss an episode of that i haven't gotten a chance to actually hit up yet and i i apologize todd i promise i'm going to because it's awesome dude yeah he also interviews a lot of like artists and musicians and stuff so like that's awesome he's going for that like crossover between these like a not like anomalous experiences and creativity i like like that though that's so yeah I, so I he'll like talk about hard, like it's like a hard door uh like whatever to tap into like to go to make that yeah. like that transition right for sure yeah he he's doing it beautifully though like That's cool so his whole premise is like he interviews his his art friends about weird shit and his weird friends about art shit <laughs> like like crossing like it all it. over yeah. that's awesome so, yeah it's cool um, but also a ton of audio dramas like Tannis, Midnight Symphony is a big one. Um, Crystal Blue is super good. Like, there are tons and tons of audio drama. I have like... You know, I would have to say, finding... Because uh, Netflix took was Archive 81 and turned it into a show. Going back yeah. and listening to, like, to that really got me into the whole like on honestly the whole like, audio drama audio drama like thing right yes uh it, yep. which i know is, is such a such a crazy thing because i feel like a lot our show gets lumped into audio dramas a lot like yeah, at this point I, we're honestly probably that's one of the best categories for us yeah but agree i would have never thought it's, that like some of some of our episodes it's like damn near audio drama yeah, for, sure. for sure the stories it's yeah 
and I, I'm cool with that. Oh, I, same, man. I love audio dramas, I, dude. Yeah, agree. But I, I, I also listen to a lot of comedy shows. Like I love Your Mom's House and Tiger Belly and This Past Weekend and like comedians podcasts. I listen to a bunch of those. That's fair. Um, I listen to so many podcasts that I have multiple podcast apps downloaded on my phone so that each app ha- is for a specific genre. <laughs> so I have like all of my audio dramas are in Google Podcasts. Yeah. All of my shows in our niche are in Spotify. All of my shows that are like comedy stuff are in Apple Podcasts. Like, I, and it goes on and on. See, I, I mainly ju- I mainly use Spotify. Yeah, Spotify is a great player. It allows me to keep everything a lot more kind of in line and in order. You, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, again, you obviously listen to a lot more than I do. More than you know, I would I would definitely like to. It's just more than most people. I mean, yeah, yeah that's probably fair, actually. Yeah. The podcast community affectionately refers to people like me as super listeners. Because <laughs> I liter- I listen to hundreds of hours. Which, if any, yeah. of you, any of you, if any of you want to become a super listener, please start from the top and work your way down. Yeah. Listen to Binge those, those early show. episodes last. <laughs> <laughs> last. For sure. No, there's there's okay. actually some heavy hitter early episodes that I I'm I'm very yeah, proud of for sure. So the final question before we get to our lightning yes. round, the final question is: What was the last thing you Googled? Okay. I, I want to hear what you Googled last. Okay. The last thing I Googled, and this like it sounds put on, it really does because it's like appropriate yeah. completely. But the last thing I googled was Vance Randolph folklorist. All right, Wh- that was the exact thing. He's a dude who wrote like a ton of books on Ozark folklore back in the 30s yeah. and 40s. Just yeah, curiosity or yeah, homework or I like no, I came across him and like he was mentioned offhandedly in an article I was reading, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? I, I do that a lot. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You I hear googled a name? Him. Yep, instantly. I have. Turns out he wrote like twenty five fucking books <laughs> Jesus. on Ozark folklore. So yeah, good lord. So I, I, I actually have a few things that I've I've googled. I'm not sure which has been the latest because I I still have a couple open tabs on my phone right now <laughs> that I. Okay. So I don't know which one has been the latest one. So I'm just gonna go over the last three because okay. literally, I mean, they've been all within the same day. Um, and okay. all within the same thing I've been doing. So right now I'm working on building a router. Uh, building a router with like one of my old PC setups. Um, which is like an extremely, like very secure router uh, that does a constant connector VPN. Um, runs PFSense and things like that. So I'm trying to build that and change my home network. Um, you know, just a... Just a little bit more. I'm also looking on bu- looking at building a mobile router that I take with me everywhere I go, uh, that allows me to connect through it and connect to like public uh, Wi-Fi's and things like that. But also it allows yeah. it to me to broadcast a Wi-Fi signal to all my devices from an open Wi-Fi connection. Nice. So that's probably that's. I mean that's that's been one of my like big ones I've been googling. Um, I also. Uh, <laughs> I also recently, I, I googled, and this is another one that was, like I said, I'm not sure which one was first, so the other one was Reverse Mermaids. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so without like right. without providing too much like context, that. it was a game I was playing, and uh, so I, I was googling reverse mermaids. So think okay. of a mermaid on the top half and a human on the bottom half. Yeah. Okay. A fish on the top yeah, with human legs. Exactly. Yeah. And then another was a, uh, a a UK band in the early, well, late 2000s called Rolo Tomasi. They were like this math rock, crazy, crazy awesome band um, nice. that I recently stumbled upon. I had never heard them at that point. And I saw yeah. like a, a random show video and I was instantly hooked. So, nice. yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't know which one was first, but they've all been within the last, like, day. Awesome. So, there's, there's my Google my Google search history. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> reverse mermaids. So, <laughs> reverse mermaids. Um, okay. So, we're going to finish up by doing a lightning round. And I say, since we're, like, an hour and a half into this... We just make this real quick. Extremely just, quick. Yeah. So we're going to do real or hoax. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. All right. Amityville hoax. House. Hoax. Mothman. Kind of real. Real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Betty and Barney Hill. Real. Real. All right. Women in white. Um, Women in white. I would say real. Hoax. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Patterson Gimlin footage. Real. Hoax. Really? All right. Oh yeah. I mean, Whitley Strieber abduction. A, such a big, you know, what? big thing. It was what sixty. I know. Sixty. I think it was sixty-seven. Is that right? That 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 something uh, like that. That footage so, was yeah. released. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, I'm I'm on the line. I guess I'm on the line. All right. Yeah. Whitley Strieber, okay. I want to say real, kind of funny. I'm also a big Whitley Strieber fan. So. Me too. <laughs> I don't know real. if there's influence there or not. I think real. All right, sweet. I'm a big fan too. Yeah. I, I really am. Also, go check out his podcast, Dreamland. So good. So good. Also, occasionally hosted by our friend Jeremy Vaney. Um, moving on. Stanley Hotel. Real. Real. Those dudes know their shit. Oh yeah. Those dudes mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Kentucky Goblins. Real. Real. The Rolling Doe possession. Not real, in my opinion. As this is based off of uh, was Robbie Manheim, right? Um, yeah. And this this is also what inspired The Exorcist, which I love. The Exorcist movie. Same. But the the whole the whole possession case, I don't buy it. Same hoax. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Gary Demon House. Falses as can be. What? Falses can be. No hoax for hoax. sure. Yep. Same. The current UFO craziness. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's my answer. I'm here for it. Hoax. No way. You're crazy. Alright, fine. The Cecil Hotel. Very real. Real. Yeah. Definitely. With that, real. That, I mean yeah. there was some crazy stuff that went down went down in that. Like 
And then what was it like? People being in like the drinking water and all that nasty shit. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. 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 Very Agreed. real. And that's it. That's the end of the lightning round. Sweet. And the end of the questions. So first off, huge thank you to everyone who who submitted a question. Yeah, for especially sure. one person in particular who submitted several questions. Super helpful. Um, but yeah, this was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, we'll have to do it. We'll have to do another one a little bit later. You know, maybe the next yeah. like fifty episodes or something. Yeah, that'd be Come awesome. Back in we'll and, just do one every once yeah, in a just while. Set it up for sure. Again, if you have any questions, you want to exp- expand upon any of our answers or anything like that. If you have a question that we missed and you really want to know about it, please hit us up. One or the other. We'll yeah. be glad to answer them. Me probably more than Jordan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, if you sent if you submitted a question that did not show up, it's because you made me terribly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you apparently did. We discussed this in length. Yeah. Um but yeah. That this was fun. I agree. I like I it. I agree for sure. Um I think that concludes the twenty twenty three AMA. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook. At campfire, T-O-T-S-A-U on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and and trust trust in the unknown. unknown.